just don't know even where to start. Um, I don't know the topic at hand, but I feel like I should just do it today, because, like, fuck it. For real. Okay, confirmation. Slay. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna go do that now. So, currently doing that now. Hey everyone, <laughs> welcome back to A Girl With The Joint. Um, how the fuck have you been? Because I've been lit. <laughs> okay, seriously, um, thanks for bearing with me. I know it's been a little minute and honestly... I don't even know where to start and that's been the main thing uh trying to come back in after I took like a little hiatus um I haven't known how to start this what my topic at hand was even gonna be um last year was a huge moment for my life um it was an amazing like going through it was not an amazing experience obviously but I feel like it only made me a better person hence it being just an amazing experience for me to have as I'm alive, um, a lot of revelations, huge pivotal moments, huge emotional breakthroughs. And to be honest, it, it, it was treacherous times, my friend. It was, I was down bad emotionally and mentally. And I was mentally fucking exhausted. I was at my breaking point and then some, and I didn't even know that I was there. Um, everything was just happening all at once and I couldn't really even see a way out of it. So after sitting with myself, creating this podcast, creating this safe space um, to talk about the things that I was going through and that I was like having these huge revelations on, I'm now here, 2023. Welcome to the fucking new year. We are in our like, we are half- halfway done with the year which is awesome love that for us um this year has flown by it's shown me so much um gentleness and so much love and I'm appreciative of that <laughs> why do I want to be I'm always crying when I'm talking damn bitch um no but I'm really appreciative of all the love that I got this year I think this is my first time really sitting in that and like sitting in just the appreciation that, you know, the universe, my guides, my ancestors, like my team has shown me. Yeah. I'm just like, my heart is warm because... I was so emotionally distraught last year, I really didn't know... If I was gonna, like, I knew I was gonna be okay eventually, but I didn't know when that would have been. And I feel like the year kind of just like slowly coddled me and held me until I was okay. And then it was like, push, it pushed me off the fucking ledge, bitch, because I've been lit recently. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I guess I just, this first part of this is just gonna be like an update, a uh, fucking update. Yeah. Um, what is my update? <laughs> my update 
is that I've been working, motherfuckers. I've been fucking grinding. Um, I've been doing, obviously, my hair, makeup, everyday, daily bag. But I had my first solo project this year that should be on my Instagram within like the next week or so. Um, and it was a huge, huge event super grateful my first project was out of state so i'm like if this is how the universe is this is me dipping my toes in bitch if this is my fucking toes in like the pool of abundance imagine when i submerge my body that's how i feel like that's even more so why i feel like i'm so loved and like happy and blessed and you know, you go through so many trials and tribulations just for when you finally get an, a glimpse of like what celebration looks like for you. It's almost like overwhelming because like when you're in it, you're not even getting the opportunity really to celebrate it. This is my, this me sitting down recording this is literally my moment of like giving myself my flowers, you know, like pampering myself I really haven't even pampered myself in like so fucking long I haven't even been able to really like do my big one on me like how I usually do but I know it's coming and I'm just like excited and I'm here for like the journey and the ride of that within itself um aside from my like biggest project uh I've been traveling a lot I went to Columbia. Okay, so I started the year. I went to New York, I think in January. Then I went to Columbia in like March. Since March, I've been to New York. Uh, I went to Arkansas, which is where my project was based. I went to New York. I went to LA and then I went back to Arkansas. So we are six we are seven months in i've been to seven places and i hope i get to 12 by the end of the fucking year bookie because i'm just in my sagittarian i'm feeling very centaur okay centaurian that's the new word the word of the day the word of the day okay anyways before i keep talking shit um yeah, I've just been traveling, grinding, networking, meeting new people, um, still going through experiences, still realizing that like even though, you know, I'm working on myself and I'm elevating myself to different spaces, that that doesn't necessarily mean that all of my environments are immediately going to, you know, change to those spaces as well, which is something that I feel like I'm coming to terms with. It's like I was getting very annoyed by my experiences working with creatives, period. Like before this year even started, but even within my experience this year, because I'm also like coming out of my hibernation, um, coming out of my like solitary experience. It's just really like I'm just reintegrating myself into society and I'm very choosy with who and what that looks like like i'm not playing no fucking games i'm really on my no saying no and how important it is to say no when you fucking feel it and mean it um yeah 
So now that I'm reintegrating myself into society, I've just realized that like, I can still be annoyed. Like <laughs> no matter, I feel like no matter if I stayed in the house for like a year plus, which I was in the house for like nine months. Thank you. Um, but no matter if I was in... In the house for longer. Sorry, I had like a brain fart. Um, if I was in the house for longer, I don't think I would have like realized that like I still have the capacity to get annoyed. I don't know what the fuck I thought was going to happen. I guess I thought I was going to turn into Gandhi and just fucking like you know, meditate my way out of every situation, but I'm a human. I still get annoyed. I still have human reaction, which I think is something that I'm coming to terms with. Um, yeah, so I had some annoying creative experiences. That's besides the point. It just makes me want to do my big one even more and like learn a new skill and learn how to really get into photography and like shoot my own shit. Um, Cause I just feel like as a brand owner, also, it would just make my life fucking simpler. I'm sure I can do it. It's just a matter of really just, like, putting the pieces together and, like, um, elevating my equipment. Speaking of that, I'm also just, like, now that I'm in this integration period, I finally have a moment of, like, settledness and, like, just being home and, like, taking care of my like center space my home space again um i'm working on agenda i've rebranded and you know that's just just a new girl uh, i have two websites that are now going to be listed on the bottom anastasia riley get into it my main website where you can book me for life coaching, consulting, um, project management, um, event curating and planning, um, social media management, all of my little tips and tricks and traits, and that's not even half of it, but like the ones that I take income, <laughs> that I make income from, will be listed on my website. So check it out. My new portfolio is on there. Everything should be updated. Get into it. Tap in. Um, but yeah, so I really don't even know, like, I, I don't even know where to start, where to begin. I don't even know what to talk about. This podcast has been like the hardest, uh, podcast for me to even think about as far as like a topic. I feel like I came in so strong with such hard hitters that I'm trying to like not miss on like making it like important and substantial and you know um making sure that it's gonna be like impactful in a long-term way that it's also made me more hesitant to even make another I'm like they're so good uh topic wise that I I could even like divulge deeper into those topics because there's always something to talk about but yeah, I mean, I guess I haven't given myself, like, enough leeway in that sense of making, like, I'm being hard on myself and even making, like, a podcast episode because I'm just, like, I want them to be, like, I want it to be impactful and I want it to be meaningful and because I started this podcast, 
when I was like emotionally going through a lot, I had so much to talk about and so much to let out. And now that I'm feeling like lighter and less heavy, I don't know how to transition goodness into an episode. Like there's obviously things to talk about, but I do kind of need help. So like, if you guys have any topics in mind, please let me know. I'm gonna make a poll on Instagram. So like, get into it, tap in. I'm probably gonna make a few of them. So catch it when you can. Um, aside from that, let's see. Okay, so I did a little bit of digging and trying to find out there was a topic that I did really want to talk about. I briefly talked about it on my main Instagram and you know, I had a lot of like nice communal like conversations and responses with a lot of other women um, about this. So not to like damper the mood or anything, <laughs> but we're going to talk about eating disorders. Um, as my background being a Caribbean, um, I'm pretty much mainly gonna highlight eating disorders and like body dysmorphia within like the Caribbean diaspora. Just because I feel like a lot of the time our parents don't realize, our parents, our family, the communal culture doesn't realize how impactful like words are. They do for like, other things but for some reason i feel like this gets a lot of like leeway um and you know the topic of like even thinking that you can build thick skin i hate that and i hate that black people have to build thick skin to you know fend in just life and like in life experiences i think it's whack <laughs> and not only is it whack but like it's just not I, you know, like, it's also the concept of, like, black people having to be strong and, like, you know, not crying. Just the transitional reality of, like, growing up black from different stages of, like, adolescence to adulthood. The lack of emotional nurture that we've received and that is like ingrained in our culture to experience is inhumane. And it's unfortunate that, you know, we have to, as adults, when it is harder to like teach yourself to do things and it is harder to unprogram yourself, that we have to experience this moment of like frustration and like crises essentially because. We are fighting against ourselves, against what we know, what we're learned, what we were taught and what we've seen our entire lives to even build healthy relationships with other individuals. You know, not everyone obviously had a traumatizing experience. Shocking, I know. But within that itself, it's so hard to gauge a room because everyone's coming from so many walks of trauma and like hurt that when we don't have these kinds of conversations it is difficult to build safe spaces and it is difficult to you know really be vulnerable really let your guard down really speak to someone's spirit and not speak to their person and that's like something that i want to uh make more normalized and 
you know i think there's a reason that everyone's on this planet at the time in which they're on the planet and there's a reason we have these conversations there's a reason i made my podcast and i don't even know really what it is at this point but i do know that i have opened you know a space for some people to open up to talk about certain things and like i'm giving a certain percentage of people like room to have these kinds of conversations and have this voice and you know resonate with another person and it's like fuck the social media shit i am a bad bitch but damn bitch i be going through shit too like don't get it fucking twisted and i feel like we all be going through shit and like don't let the pictures the fun you know the activities the amusement the traveling distract you from reality that aside from all these things when you're sitting in your bed at home you have to fight your own fucking demons and you have to fight through your own trials and tribulations the way you communicate with people the way you speak to someone the way you show up in the world is a product of the trauma that we've experienced so i could get into that for real but i'm gonna stick to just the one uh topic that i've been mentioning is eating disorders so i've had problems with eating um since a child there was a point when i was a kid i was in probably elementary school where my weight was mentioned um and my weight was fluctuating as a child but i do think that these actions that my family played uh, my family said to me played a role in my weight fluctuating so much and it continued literally so drastically until last year so there was a pivotal moment as a kid where essentially like i think it was like my uncle brought up my weight to me um maybe in like the third grade literally and was just like oh like you're putting on pounds or like you're chunky or something like that and it was just so strange and not to say nothing like disrespect for nothing let my ego pop his shit real quick but this was coming from a literally obese man so chronically obese so this is why i know you niggas is fucking delulu for real anyway <laughs> that's besides the fucking point um people just have fucking audacity anyway <laughs> My uncle mentioned my weight to me when I was in like the third grade. From that point of that random conversation, that random comment that he made, it became a moment where now I I was hearing the conversations that these adults were having. And at that point, it was like whenever my weight was mentioned, I heard it. Like it stuck with me. It wasn't like a bypassing moment in my life where it's like as a kid, you know, you're having experiences. But these are those are pivotal moments that my canon events those were a part of my fucking canon events that happened in my life where i remembered specifically to the point where it's carried out through my adulthood um i don't know what it is especially within my haitian household in my jamaican side of my family i feel like every time i put on weight it was like adorned by my family like they were always like you look so much better with weight on you like you look so healthy you look so so like anytime i had weight put on me i was like complimented more heavily within my haitian side of my family anytime my weight could 
fluctuate whether I was losing weight or gaining weight, there was a commentary with some negative connotation. It was always, you're getting chunky, you're putting on pounds, those are too tight. Or it's, you're so skinny, you're losing too much weight, are you eating? I don't know necessarily what it even has to do with anything, but these fucking minimal ass, <laughs> non-helpful, unsolicited fucking opinions that people make on your weight is so detrimental to your mental health, which is specifically why I do not comment on anyone's weight unless you're specifically asking me to, where it's like, I know you're trying to lose weight. I actively know that that's happening in your life. So when you are, I'm going to congratulate you for doing so because that's actively what you're trying to do. So last year, super stressful period of my life. I talk about it, my Canon event, another one fucking happened last year. But in that experience of going through stress, emotional distraught, emotional exhaustion, physical exhaustion, all the things that were happening to me last year, I didn't realize that food played such a huge part in how I showed stress in my life. I don't know if this is because um, I learned how to disassociate at a young age. I couldn't tell you where this really stems from, but it's very hard for me to pinpoint when I'm stressed in my life. I don't know how to pinpoint being anxious or feeling anxiousness. So I feel like that plays a role into me not being aware when I'm stressed out. Unless I'm physically in a moment that is high stress. Like when I'm on a production set, I know when I'm stressed. Once I'm off a set, to be honest, I can't tell when I'm stressed out. I know when I'm annoyed, but I do not know when I'm stressed. And I don't really experience anxiousness that would, you know, translate to me knowing that stress is coming or I feel stress. That's a case that needs to be studied anyway. But because of me, I'm going to assume knowing how to disassociate, um, training myself as a child or as like a preteen to be super nonchalant. I don't know if that just stuck and I literally just like broke. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I need to actually find that out. But because of this pattern that I have within myself, I am unaware when I'm stressed out. So as I was going through this huge emotional turmoil, obviously being extremely stressed out, I lost weight drastically. And I think I lost the most weight that I've ever lost in my life. But because of all the commentary that I received as a child and the praise that I received from people who have their own body dysmorphia issues going on in their lives, I think people project, obviously, their reality. That's something that I think we talked about. So, like, if people are projecting their reality, if you want to lose weight and you see your friend losing weight, you then praise your friend for losing weight when <laughs> the reality of the situation is your friend is not healthy. Your friend is not eating. Your friend is going through huge <laughs> emotional turmoil, therefore is no longer eating, so is losing weight drastically. But because you yourself may want to lose weight, you praise the situation and you're like, oh my god, how did you do that? That was the most annoying thing that I feel like when I gained consciousness, I was like, what the fuck? What? Who are the fucking people that I'm keeping around me? 
But obviously, I don't make other people responsible for my own actions. I knew what was going on, but also, I've never verbally said aloud that I had an eating disorder. So I wasn't aware that this is what that looked like. Because also, I'm black, so I'm like... <laughs> That's like white people shit, no offense. But you know, like, I feel like a lot of black people do not talk about eating disorders in such a like casual way that makes it like comfortable, especially culturally. I knew I had body dysmorphia from a very long time ago. I knew that when I was in, I think as soon as those weight comments came as I was a child, it grew into body dysmorphia once I became like a teenager, like 13. Um, so body dysmorphia is something that I've struggled with since probably 13 till today. Um, it's almost like I literally need to look in a mirror regularly because once I leave a mirror, I feel like my entire, <laughs> you know, presentation shifts and like I become something different. And I don't like that's the only way that I can really describe it, which I feel like to other people, it's almost like, oh my god, you're always like looking at yourself in the mirror. And it's not because I'm a narcissist. And it's not because I'm like ego obsessed and self obsessed. Although sometimes I do, you know, like I'm cute, whatever. But like, it's not really because of those things. It's really the fact that I have body dysmorphia. So when I literally leave a mirror, I feel like I don't know what I look like immediately. And I feel like my body just literally morphs into some fucking caricature and creature that I have no control over. And the only way for me to find control again is to literally look in a mirror. Super intense, but this is something that I've had for a long time. I feel like it was less when I was a teen. Like I didn't have that mirror complex, but I did have body dysmorphia where I would look in the mirror and I would just feel fat and I just felt bigger than I was because of so many commentary of me being fat, air quotes, from adults who were telling me that I was gaining weight since I've been in elementary school, as if I wasn't just a growing child. So dealing with that from, you know, adolescence to preteen years till now as an adult it really took last year when i felt like i was in my lowest point of life for me to even acknowledge and verbally say out loud in like a non-joke non-formatted non-meme way that i have been dealing with an eating disorder for a very long time in my life and it stems from body dysmorphia which stems from the commentary that was made on me as a child from my family that made me no longer feel comfortable in my skin because it was always a topic of conversation whenever any weight fluctuated, whether I lost it or gained it. And then being around, you know, individuals who strive for different body goals than I was, for them to praise my weight loss made me view it in less of a serious manner because I just began praising myself for my weight loss and I began gaslighting myself into believing that this is what I intended on doing like I wanted to lose weight and I want to be skinny and everyone is like everyone loves being skinny so like because everyone around me is like wanting to be skinnier than they were I'm like yeah like I am skinny and I am losing weight and I am cunt and I look look at me 
pose, bitch, like, sickly. Sickly gaslighting myself. <laughs> Deranged. But as that was happening and I started praising myself for this weight loss that I'd never intended, that I didn't know why was happening, and I was just, like, going through the tribulations of my own life, um, it took a very random moment on a work situation from a person that I was working with to mention it to me for me to like become aware that that is a visual thing that other people are seeing of me. And it wasn't ever said to me in any like negative connotation, but how it was addressed to me wasn't the best situation, but that's besides the point. Um, it was just a moment for me to realize like, damn, as I was also in my transitioning period of like removing people from my life and, you know, like becoming more solitary and becoming more like in my own like cocoon, excuse me, that this person who I'm not as close to that doesn't see me on a regular basis, notice this huge drastic um, weight fluctuation in my life and like, you know, just made it aware to me. And I'm like, how could a person in passing essentially make something that's super huge and super private and something that I've never really discussed and I never talk about, you know, aware to me and the people that see me on a daily basis, the people that are with me all the time, the people that I'm spending so much time with, the people that also have gone through, you know, similar trials and tribulations as me praise me for something that isn't intended and never really you know care enough I feel like to talk about more or dive into deeper because they were too indulged in their own tribulations to really see me so once I felt seen by this person I feel like that also played a role into me you know detaching myself from certain people and really hounding in on my fucking Buddha moment. Uh, that was already happening, but that was like, I think that happened in this, the point before I went full like cold turkey and just stopped talking to a lot of people. That being said, you literally never know um, who's around you that's actually paying attention. Um, sometimes people see things and they don't say anything and I do think that it's important to have certain moments with certain people where it's like you don't know why someone's in your life. Um, you don't know why you know them, you don't know why you meet them, but sometimes it takes, it's like that moment for me I think was enough to validate why this person was in my life to begin with because I feel like aside from the other things and the other engagements that we've had, that was the first pivotal moment where I felt seen in such a long time that made me even aware of like just the um I want to say ignorance literally because that's that's pretty much what it was like the utter ignorance of a lot of other people in my life who had more access to me and had more time with me and had you know no one's responsible for your actions and the things that you choose to do for yourself. But when the kind of person that I am, I'm constantly holding others accountable and I'm constantly holding myself accountable. And that was just one of like the unspoken things that occurred in my life that I never verbalized. And I never 
you know, like talked about aloud. And I think because whenever I would talk about body dysmorphia, because everyone's on social media, it becomes such a normalized topic that it seems almost mundane to speak about it. And I don't have body dysmorphia in some cute fucking quirky way that makes me feel more exciting, you know, or makes me feel uh, anything other than lost sometimes and like literally delusional. Um, and that's like one of the only ailments I want to say that not the only, I'm sure there's more, <laughs> but you know, like that's a specific ailment that I can really track line from the first moment someone's mentioned my weight to me as a child. So it's just life is so precious and people don't realize how impactful their words are and people don't realize how it's so important to deal with yourself and you know, figure out who you are and heal yourself before you really like bring other people into your turmoil. Because I think when I was going through, you know, so much in my life, I excluded the world from it. And I'm not saying that's the best way to deal with things. I think community is very important when you have a solid community, when you have a solid foundation of people around you who care about you, who want the best for you, who want the same things you want for yourself for you and aren't trying to um, wrap themselves amongst your own goals and visions for yourself. I think that's very important. And that's why I think it's really important for me now to just continue building community, continue um, being choosy and picky with the people that I spend time with and the energy in which I put in certain places because not everything is for everything and you're not supposed to experience all kinds of conversation in every place. But I think now that I'm on this path of like self-discovery again and relearning myself and realigning myself with who I've been for so long and I'm finally able to like express that uh, physically, um, I'm attracting more people who want the things that I have to offer without knowing that I even have these things to offer. And um, I'm going to wrap up soon, but I just want to talk, like I had a story. So when I was in New York, um, I had moments when I would just be like, you know, in passing, like people literally in passing, like I'm standing somewhere and people would start conversations with me and because I'm so like choosy about where I am, you know, I am a little hesitant about having such like open and casual and frivolous conversations, but I'm realizing that like, as I'm doing the things that I'm doing, I'm attracting certain people who like, have, I'm like getting emotional again, um, but I'm attracting certain people in my life who like, maybe need that kind of conversation from me and like they need to, be made aware of like, you know, I don't know, just like what's going on and like they want my perspective and they don't even know that I have a perspective to share but like there was this guy and he randomly starts talking to me while I'm standing there and I'm waiting for my friend and in that short conversation like I already knew. It's just like, I just feel like I'm attracting like, you know, spiritual connections with people and like I may not be meant to have any kind of relationship aside from that conversation and like I'm just talking about this I need the answer is DM <laughs> but 
you know, I just think life is precious. I've been allowing life to happen with me and for me and not really like fighting for it. Um, it's obviously hard. It's easier said than done. It's, e it's easier to say to be patient than have patience when you're going through things. But all I can say is like, every day we are living testaments to the things that we want in life. And I feel like you can get them. It does take work and the work is not fucking easy. And I think being self-aware is not fucking easy. And as much as I'm a live, love, laugh ass bitch, like <laughs> the reality of being a live, love, laugh ass bitch is I'm aware and things hurt and it's okay that things hurt and it's okay that you know I've experienced the things that I've experienced as long as I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm working through them and that's all I could literally ask for out of life that's all I want out of life is to consistently learn and just be a better person than I was yesterday and the day before that and just continue evolving growing loving on myself, learning how to love, showing compassion to the world and to the people around me and growing my community. And you know, sometimes it involves doing things that you may not want to necessarily do heavily, but like sometimes you need it and sometimes people need it and compromising is key. And I can keep on giving my fucking TED talk ass outro, <laughs> but I think that's it for today. I hope you got where I was going um, with the whole body dysmorphia and eating thing and just how it can translate in your life. And like, I just think sometimes verbalizing it out loud and sometimes like just having those conversations and just being made aware of like your actions can help you. And sometimes, you know, it's okay to say them out loud and it's not giving it power. It's finally taking your power back from the situation. And I'm finally like healthy again. I'm gaining the weight that I've lost from last year back. And like, that's why I'm very like, you gonna see this belly. Like, I don't give a fuck. Whatever my body is looking like, y'all just gonna get it. Because at the end of the day, I'm a bad bitch, bitch. And I'm aware. And I'm eating you up regardless if this belly is swinging or not so like it really don't fucking matter so like swing your belly swing your titties let that shit shake it's summer girl it's too fucking hot okay anyways i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast <laughs> um i'm gonna put down below all my links where you can find me at keep up with me hopefully i have more of these coming soon um yeah Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching all that jazz. Love you. Hope you're doing okay. And hopefully we have, I'm sure we're going to have some great combos once I post this. So you can DM me at any point. I'm free for a little combo. I'm not going to give you no free life coaching. That's not about to happen, but you could DM me still. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye.